If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Pennies Going In Raw is a production of iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy! On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, there's a war outside. You find out life's this game of pennies. Oh, you guys know we only have a 40% runner. Hello? 40% is a fucking killing. We've been compliant for too long. It's time we go to war. I don't have a Roth. Q knows so much about the market that his brain doesn't have enough room for grammar. Hey, who told me about Ibex? It's going up a shit ton now. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4 fucking percent. You asked the exact same question with two words (laughs) different. It's like, fuck, man. I just got dick whipped for like... 20% 20% and now that is up like 50. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. I'm just making this voice memo to call out unusual whales to a fight. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Pennies, pennies, pennies. Going in raw. Featuring Dan, Deity It Dips, and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny and Christian. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Welcome back to another episode of Pennies Going In Raw. Today is Sunday, February the 27th, and it's happened. We recorded our Bold Takes episode on Tuesday, and sure enough, right as it's releasing, Russia started the war. They've started their their full-scale invasion of Ukraine. The the market was tanking after hours. I remember... If if my surgery, because I got surgery on my on my wrist, I had a little fall. Um, hold her up for the YouTube homies. Can't wow, really hold there she up, is, looking you know, pretty trooper. But yes, yeah, three thousand dollars. By the way, I pay a lot for insurance. I don't know. Uh, need what? To, yeah, it is. They must have been like, yeah, tumble. we're done with you. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're done with you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I actually had some spy puts just like playing around, you know, before surgery. I was like. It got a nerve uh, blocker in there and they had me on like a little bit of like anesthesia and I was just buying some up 80%. Man, if if my surgery would have started an hour before the market closed instead of like right as market closed and I would have held them, 
boy, I would have made a lot more money. But I sold them in the after hours and uh, Spy went all the way down to around, what, 405, 407-ish or so before finally turning back up. And now we're recording this as the market closes on Friday and it's at 437. I mean, it, it's up almost 10% from the low after war broke out. Uh, yeah, so so I look at this. Uh, look at that yeah, chart. No, look at no. that weekly chart. That's a sexy looking weekly chart, honestly. Uh, so here's the thing. One, I said that I was accumulate. First off, whole Ukraine Russian situation sucks. Like everybody hates war. I think we talked about it uh, a few times, but I think that this probably leads. If Ukraine is serious and Ukraine really doesn't back down within the next two to three weeks. I do think that this probably leads to Putin's, uh, his downfall as a leader. Everyone's on Ukraine's side. Not many people are, everyone's like, hey, you know, Russia's as fuck. Even Pornhub. If you're in Russia and you went on Pornhub, it, apparently there is a Ukrainian flag uh, that comes up if, if you're in Russia. Russia, <laughs> Russia doesn't even want this yeah, war. They're, There's they're literally people in the Protesting in Moscow. Pro yes. Yeah. Yes. And so that is why, like, I just really think that th there's, I, I don't know. See, here's the thing is that this leads to so much other stuff because you have Crimea. Um, I mean, from, from Putin's perspective, you know, you have Crimea who, you know, you're in a similar situation with, and then, you know, from China, we talked about that situation last week. Um, but I truly do feel that if Ukraine is serious about this and Ukraine will seriously like spill I'm talking blood, blood, like I'm talking civil war blood, then I think that this ultimately leads to uh, Putin's downfall. Everyone, I, I remember whenever I was trying to learn about a couple of weeks ago, just trying to get the whole story down. I mean, they're, they're just men, women arming themselves. Like they're ready to yeah. fight for their country, like militia style. Like there were people interviewing. He's like, what is your profession? He's like, I'm a lawyer, but I hope I don't have to use these skills. But, you know, if I need to protect my country, I will. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the one thing is that like, you know, invasions were, were huge back in, back in the day, you know, back in the day. Uh, but now what is back in the day? You talking like manifest destiny. Yeah, I'm talking like, you know, we're talking, you know, let's go back to like, you know, the Romans 1600. And, oh, oh yeah. Roma, geez, Louise, we're going real far back. So, well, you know, I mean, everybody was invaded cause you had nothing better to do, you know, so yeah. you just invade the homies to the left and to the right. Uh, and so we don't really see, obviously we don't see many modern day invasions. Uh, good thing. And, you know, the last one that I really look at is Afghanistan. And even during, Af you know, even with Afghanistan, you know, we saw how well that went. <clears throat> the one thing that is the difference here is that even if, even, even in Afghanistan, not many people had, you know, TikTok and Twitter and phones. And, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I think it was, I think yeah, at that social time media still has got a lot bigger in the past huge, decade. Yeah. Huge. So, I mean, like every time you open up TikTok, you open up Twitter, you know, there's videos. And I mean, half the time, I can't even tell if it's from like modern warfare or if it's like a real video. It's just crazy. You know, how, again, how much information is at our fingertips. And, uh, and it really feels like, you know, the world is giving it so much more attention than uh, because it's at our fingertips. You know, it deserves a lot of attention. But now it's like, you know, kids are going are now getting involved because, you know, they're on TikTok, you know, they're on they're on social media. So 
Well, I think I'm, I'm not going to speculate on, on how things pan out, but I really do think that, um, if Ukraine is serious about, you know, spilling serious blood, then, uh, then this will ultimately probably lead to Putin's downfall. So you're saying as long as Ukraine doesn't just lay down and surrender, uh, this is, yeah. Honestly, honest. If I'm being honest, I dropped out of school before we really went over uh, international diplomacy, so I don't have like <laughs> the the most educated perspective on this. But no, I mean, aside, yes. but I mean, essentially, yes. his his people, or I don't know the percentage, but it seems like there's a good percentage of the people aren't happy with him. But then again, you go to America, half the people aren't going to be happy with the president too. Um, but you know, now it's like everyone's kind of like. Eh. It's yeah, interesting to see how. Wants this. How do you think Trump would have handled this situation? Just because, like, oh, I him and I him and Putin, you know, there was always that little whatever. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I I really don't know. See, I oof, I don't know. I think that he would probably because he he probably has to. I don't. I guess that really never matters. But uh, I think he would have to side. You know, obviously with like NATO allies, and probably still has to play it the same. Um, but he probably would have said something, you know, completely know, outlandish. Well, yeah. I don't know. Him and Putin were kind of tight, weren't they? They were, but like, I don't, I don't know. And maybe this is my personal bias getting in the way. I just don't know how you like, but what do you even say this week? Didn't Trump say something like, uh, it's commendable what he's doing or something. Uh, I don't know. I haven't downloaded the truth app. Yet. Hang on. Uh, I'm sure you can just Google Trump. Commend yeah, yeah. Trump. Trump Putin comments oh wow all right so i don't know if we can verify this completely but uh this is from the new york times 20 hours ago trump praises putin leaving republicans in a bind uh and then it goes on to quote he is pretty smart mr trump said on wednesday at a florida fundraiser and smart uh pretty smart uh one thought um he's taken over our country for two dollars $2 worth of sanctions, he said, taking over a country, really a vast, vast location and a great piece of land with a lot of people and just walking right in. Uh, wow. The idea that a former president would praise the man or leadership who American troops are even now traveling to confront and contain, said Jeffrey Engel, a presidential historian at, at some college. Uh, basically, it sounds like Trump, uh, wow. It sounds like Trump would have been, uh, Trump isn't a fan of the sanctions, that he would have been tougher on the sanctions. But uh, that's a really interesting thought. I don't know what he would have done, but I'm sure it would have been interesting. Yeah, but, we need him back on Twitter, man. <clears throat> it, it sure made the trading day more, more lively. I, I will say this, though. The 24-hour news cycle is a thing. And what we saw with COVID and what we saw now, two tragic, tragic situations. But someone from the True Trading Group, I, I was listening in, and Mike said something along the lines of, with COVID, it took three weeks for the market to stop moving from the headlines. Like, and you know, same, same thing. Like now Putin comments, we, we drop a hundred points, you know, uh, uh, we announced sanctions, but that we're not going to do anything else. You know, we, we, you know, go a hundred points, stuff like that. So I think that, that, that will be the standard 
um, inside the next few weeks. Now, I still do think that there will be headlines that will come out and control the market. But ideally, this you know, everybody's just trying to flex their muscles, you know, it's a pissing contest and then they come together and work some deal out. You know, I don't know if that's possible, but, uh, it's just the whole damn situation sucks. There's never a winner from this. The three weeks, uh, thing. Cause it, it really was like the market whenever they're like, Oh, closer to a vaccine. Boom. But then it like, blah, 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 blah. blah. It always affected. Then after a while, everyone's like, we don't care, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, I really hope that this is just a major pissing contest and not some part of some grand scheme of things. That would be, you know, obviously the worst case scenario. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I guess we'll see. But overall, you know, we can dive into it a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, you know, I think I think talking you want to dive the, into the spy, the market. Yeah, no, I mean, so last week or Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. Sorry, uh, this this pain medicine for my for my arm is sometimes it'll kick my ass. Uh, so <laughs> that, we had our, our bold predictions, and you said you were down twelve percent on your your spy uh, or your portfolio, whatever it was, on your your long position. Because you were going all in that aired right as war was starting and the market was tanking. And I was like, oh, my God, Hugh is going to look bad. There goes whatever credibility we had left. Congrats, dumbass. Like, we're screwed. And the next morning, uh, we find ourselves rebounding. And for the next couple days, we find ourselves rebounding to the highest it's been in, what, week or two weeks or so? Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that, is that the, the, the bounce back, 
I saw know? I saw one I saw one tweet to you that said, uh, "Hey Hugh, how's that spy or how's your uh, positions doing? Your long positions with a uh, down graph." So I guess it would be a good time. And we said we were going to update <laughs> on the oh, on the percentages. So. You uh, yeah. you up now from your twelve percent? Can you uh, give us a little update on on our spy? Yeah, yeah. So the one thing that I want to be clear about is that I was down twelve percent when I was recording on Tuesday. And what did that hit? Whenever it was uh, in the after hours on Wednesday, probably close to fifteen or sixteen. Oh, only three percent after the market. Yeah, I'm much? well diversified. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm well diversified. This should have gone like, more stocks, dude. I told you more yeah. stocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm well diversified. Like I said, like I'm, I'm well diversified. I, my plan is still, my plan has not changed. My plan is the sideways stair stepping up to all time highs and above all time highs, uh, you know, on resistance, I'll take hedges on support. I'll add back. And that's going to be the way I'm going to do it. I'm not shooting for a thousand percent year no more. Fuck no. That shit used to stress me out. I'd be over risked, over leveraged. Fuck no. I'm not going for no thousand percent years no more. I want three, four hundred percent. That's all. That's all I want. Dude, three, uh, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. And so not that's on pace how, for it right now, but that would be great. Not on pace for it right now. But that's how I'm gonna do this. And you know, I got I got it. Oh man, y'all love to tell me when I'm wrong temporarily uh i got a probably 30 to 40 tweets um after wednesday's episode uh half of them being i, I will say a good majority uh probably a little less than half were about bitcoin telling me either my eighty thousand prediction was too low the other one saying that I'm in dumbass, that uh, that Bitcoin's gonna go back down to sub twenty thousand and stay there. That anything sub a million and I'm a fraud. I mean, hey, I, everything. Here, so you always say, "Spy." The market's never not reached new highs. Well, here yeah. this neither has Bitcoin. Yeah, I know, I know. But here's the thing: there's a lot more data to back up the market than there is crypto. Also. And this is one of my biggest points of why, like, I'm not like all in on Bitcoin is that regulation regulators said there's regulation coming. Like we know regulations coming and I'm not saying it's going to be good, bad or indifferent. But my point is we don't know. So now, okay, let's think about it this way. Not only do you have to be right about their direction of Bitcoin, you also have to now be right about regulation and how that's going to affect crypto. That to me is a big risk. If you're going to sit there and tell me regulation's bullish and you know, you're going to sit there and explain it, I can probably sit on the opposite side and use your same facts and tell you why it's bearish. And then the final thing is that all these, you know, decentralized, you know, it's a hedge, it's a hedge. I'm I'm looking at the grass between spy and Bitcoin and they're fucking the same thing. Yeah, when coronavirus hit, I remember it gone from like ten thousand to nine, eight, then uh oh, here's three thousand, boom. And I didn't have enough money to add. <laughs> so my biggest thing is that I need everybody to chill out. All right. I, my positions, I put my money where my mouth is. That's when you can rag on me. Also, I got DMs like, yo, spies at 510. 
I know. 410. Yeah, 410, 410. It'll be a 510 soon. Uh, I got 410. Like, I'm not watching this shit. Like, I know. Hey, like, what? What? Sorry, my voice, man. I've been, I've been, I've been on the phone a lot lately, you know, trying to calm down emotions. And uh, so my plan is still intact. The stairway step, you know, selling a resistance, buying back, holding a core position all the way up. Russia and Ukraine, as long as we slow play it and we stay out of this, you know, we can give resources, but as long as we're not sending troops to Ukraine and we're not, you know, declaring war on Russia, my plan will stay intact. Now, if we declare war on Russia, oh, fuck, or China or any, we declare war, period. Forget this plan. All right, oh, I'm, dude, I'm if we get a war with China, dude, we we need to have a, a lot more plans than just the market. Yeah, yeah, honest. I mean, I we can't get you and I can't be drafted, right? We talked about I know early. I can't. I know I can't. I have a hey, foot thing. Yeah. I got a heart condition. They yeah. don't want me. So I mean, we'll still be here. But overall, <laughs> as long as we don't declare war with anybody, my plan is still staying intact. Again, inflation. We raised 25, 50 basis points. We see lower inflation. That's bullish for the economy. That's bullish for the market. Okay. I get the constant changing of bias, but it's like the constant changing from perma bull to perma bear that I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy personally. Okay. I intraday. I change my thesis constantly. I mean, I still day trade, you know, even though I'm holding this core portfolio, I still day trade, you know, with my side accounts and stuff like that. And I change bias constantly, but I don't like this nonsense where it's like we're at 450 and everybody's perma bull. Then we get down to 420 and everybody's a perma bear. All right. I have I'm, I, inside that account. I have hedges on. OK, that's the reason. So I can be a perma bull, but I can still be short term, you know, bear. And that's OK. Or fuck, I have hedges on because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. OK, we want to go to war. We decide to raise rates out of nowhere. You know, shit like that. Fine. All right. That's what I'm talking about is that is that you don't need you can switch bias. But stop this perma bull to perma bear nonsense in my DMs. I love getting DMs. I hate when I look and it's like, yeah, you're dumbass. Like, like the market's going back to 250. And then I get a message on a Friday at 3 p.m. telling me I'm a genius. Uh, and then, and then, you know, the same guy on Tuesday, when the market's down, will be telling me that I should have gone short with them. Right? You can change your bias, just don't be a d- the amount the amount of like puts and calls that were down to like worthless amounts and then just shot up was amazing like just the fact that i was like oh these are too low to even sell no point and then all of a sudden okay we're at 435 again that wasn't supposed to happen like <laughs> you got to be on top of it with with what's going on now it, it's amazing you can play both sides super easy and this is why we were talking about it just two, three weeks ago, this is the time. Hey, and and we were talking about it in different ways. Hugh was talking about it for longer term. Mine was yeah, day. Yeah, you're looking ripped, dude. Damn. Um, okay. But no, with the, with the same days when I was saying start off with just one spy option, maybe at you know maybe two. I know they're like two hundred, three hundred dollars, but 
that's where this these days that we had this week, the end of the week. Oh, my goodness. Even with just one one contract, you could have been making like four thousand dollars because, I mean, those moves are crazy. And and that's what we were saying just three weeks ago. Like these are this is the time to practice. So whenever this day comes, you can really benefit. And I'm I hope a lot of people did. Listen, volatility is still obviously in super high. Great thing about volatility is that when the moves are fluid, they're fluid. When the moves chop, they chop. Okay, it's like a double-edged sword. Now, the one thing that I'll say is that. When you're trading inside volatility, it's really important to have a plan and not get too biased. Like let's let's think about today, or, or you know, we're recording this on Friday after the market closed. Okay, it felt like everybody because we had a big day on Thursday. It felt like Friday, everybody was like, "Hey, let's go off open and then let's short this pig down into end of day." You know, because the last few weeks, nobody's yeah, been wanting to no be risk on over help. weekend. Yeah, no one was holding shit, especially over the after last weekend. And now it's like, "Hey, we're starting," but now everyone's like, "Fuck it," you know, whatever. We're good now. At least we know what's happening. It's no longer a waiting game. And this is where like that mindset comes in that like, okay, that's happened too many times. Okay. It seems too obvious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, okay, you know, nobody wants to hold it over the weekend. Well, what are they going to do? If nobody wants to hold it over the weekend, everyone's, you know, short bias, they're just going to squeeze it higher. On Thursday, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, it's going up a lot. We're like 420, 425 ish. I, you know, this seems like the place to buy puts for maybe Monday or Friday, but shouldn't. thank God it didn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's soaring. No, exactly. And so this is where like, I really truly feel that at least myself has, uh, you know, you and I both have an edge because like today, <clears throat> Friday, you know, Friday's close. It really felt like everybody was trying to sink their teeth and make the move down. And I mean, obviously markets closed right at, right at highs and, uh, and everybody was like, had their finger on the trigger waiting to short the, to short the market. And then when NVIDIA, the headline came out about NVIDIA, you know, cybersecurity, you know, potential cybersecurity investigation, uh, that they might've been hacked or something. I, I forget the headline. Everybody was like piled in short and the market failed one, two, three times, you know, like the market, like, you know, failed real fast. I, I put it on like a few floors and stuff, you know, a few discords and, you know, I texted a few people and I was like, yo, relax. Like, like if this was like a true thing, NVIDIA should have, you know, fucking got smoked. And instead it really felt like somebody knew before this news was coming out. It felt like somebody knew uh, before the news was coming out because NVIDIA was red while like everything else was green. Maybe it was the hacker. So, could have been, could have been. Yeah, but so, but so that's where I think it's like, you know, they short it down and then while everyone's shorting it, they're buying it up and then they squeeze into the end of the day. You know, so I think it's like one of those situations where inside this market right now, expect the unexpected always, but especially right now with this volatility. Um, that, I mean, now again, I'm a, I'm, I'm right now I'm currently permable, but, uh, you know, I have my risk intact and, uh, and, and I'm going to continue to go down, you know, this, this wave, um, you know, as I said, I'm permeable, but like, I still day trade on the side, you know, it still keeps me afloat, you know, like I, I have, you know, we make money for the podcast. Like I'm not, I'm not like, I won't blow up if we don't hit all time highs within the next eight weeks. I just, yeah. I just want that out there. I think this has been, I mean, this past month has been my 
the most I've learned about like just trading in quite a while. Uh, just this amount of volatility you're seeing in the market. Just it, it was the time to learn how to trade range on SPY. Uh, it was the time to learn options on it. It was the time to learn how to short and play. I mean, it it was the thing to trade. I mean, it, this is a large cap beginning of the year when we're used to small caps and, you know, being able to adjust to that. Uh, and even if it was just less adjusting, just not losing and learning a new trick, I think uh, taking advantage of that was a... Uh, a big blessing for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just real quick, like while, while literally while we're recording this podcast, there was someone who, uh, the, you know, the FinTwit person who, I mean, this guy was calling for like 3,800 for like the past, like, you know, a few weeks and he was right. You know, he, he's been right, you know? And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, we could be at 4,800 before March. It, yesterday, literally yesterday, he tweeted, can't wait to go long VIX again. Bro, like, I hate this like super like why is it got to be 3800 4800? I I don't know. I'm I'm in like a I don't know. Maybe I'm just in like a pissy mood today. Uh but I I think this shit's bothering me. I don't know. I don't know. This shit's really bothering me. This whole yeah. like 3800 It's always got to be black or white for these people. <laughs> so like I like me personally going into next week I took off about 10% of my positions to trade around the core and uh and I'm hoping for a dip to get long again. Um, you know, we got the fed meeting next week, you know, and, uh, and it's going to be big and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because the volatility excites me. Like I love, I love the tingle in my nuts when it's like, you know, when spies at 410 and I got like everybody DMing me, you know, like you, like what the fuck? Like, like I, I really wanted to follow you into the market here long. Like what the fuck, what the fuck? And then it's like, all of a sudden, like the same guys are like, ah, like, okay, that's cool. Gotcha. You know, like I yeah. like that tingle where it's like, you know, your life's on the line, baby. You know, you're, 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 you know, you got 30 seconds left on inside the game. You know, it's fourth quarter. You're on the 20 yard line. You know, you got to hit a big one. You know, we hit a big one the last two days. Yeah, no. And it's, and the people that lost are the ones that got scared, you know? Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. 
Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's the big thing about having a plan. And hey, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on... uh... The podcast, but I did. I did tell you that uh, they would wait until after the um, you did Olympics. You did. Invade. You did. And the Olympics ended the twenty second, and they went in on the twenty third. So, oh my goodness! I, I said he had to wait because it was in Beijing, and he didn't want to piss off. Uh, I actually don't know the Chinese president's name. Sorry, China. Mm. Um, I couldn't say it. I, yeah, yeah, I'd probably butcher it anyways. Um, but but yeah, no, I I may have called that to the day. I might have called that to the day. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That was kind of impressive. And then the next thing that that I really want to go over is is small caps right now. Um, I get uh, a lot of questions about small caps. Listen. Small caps are going to have their time, especially when I think, you know, again, I had this big thesis that when we get close to that all time highs and it really feels like, you know, the Ukraine and Russia situation is kind of chilled out. And then it feels like the Fed situation is kind of relaxed a little bit. You know, we're starting to curve inflation, you know, but maybe the Fed's still, you know, kind of buying, you know, like, you know, a nice little, nice little tightrope, if you will. This is when uh, I believe that growth will have a run. Okay. Now, the important part to this is that I believe good growth will have its run. Yeah, dude. At the time where I'm like, a lot of these small caps, I'm like, dude, are they going to reverse or are they going OTC? You Mm -hmm. know? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and the thing is that there's still money to be made. But if you truly want to swing you know, a penny stock or you want to swing any, honestly, I'll just go out there. Anything under $5 share. I believe that they will have their time again uh, soon, but it's going to be the ones that are truly good growth that have a chance. January, okay? 2023 option calls on them. <laughs> telling you, uh, you know, I think, I think that it's going to be that what comes down to good fundamentals, you know, already revenue, um, you know, Maybe they got a few kinks to work out inside the business plan, but overall, they're on their way. I, I honestly, I'd stay away from most crypto companies. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that most of them make it out of make it out of this year. The uh, the expenses alone, the operating expenses plus. So you don't like my EQOS swing right now? Listen, I love trading small cap bitcoins. Okay. Like if small cat, like if Bitcoin has some crazy catalyst that makes it go, you know, bazoom, I'll be there for can EQOS, ANTM or whatever. Like I'll be there, but am I going to swing it? Hell to the no brother. Hell no. Just like I ain't swinging oil stocks, like oil stocks gapped up Dude, all the, we should all the have, crappy. We should have thought about CEI. How did we not think about CEI pre-war? Like that bitch was down to like 30 cents. It ran like 40% two days in a row. Um, but yeah, no, like CEI, crazy run. We just didn't even think about it. 
Well, because see, every time it, there's war, what are, it's always oil, always fucking oil. Yeah, no, no, it always is oil. But here's the thing: is that like, so the same token, we didn't know if, uh, if you know, uh, Putin, you know, Biden, and and Macaroon. I think I've messed that up, but Macaroon, you know, would meet and uh, come to their own treaty or something, you know, because then I mean, the oil would be at because I'm again, I'm still bullish on the market, which means I'm I'm bearish on oil. So I think oil is going to go back down to like seventy five dollars, seventy five a barrel. Free gas. And so, yeah, negative inverted again. Yeah, you get paid. Uh, and so. Oh, yeah, whenever and, it was like gas was like so cheap, you could people were like, oh, dude, I'm just buy up. Like, where are you putting all these barrels of oil, dude? We used to talk about that. We used to talk about buying a ship and putting it in the middle of the Atlantic from when, yeah. uh, from when gas prices went up. But uh, but so my point to this is that is that I just I, you won't seem even if like for instance oil seems like a no brainer, um, you know, with uh with, with what was happening. But if they had come to a treaty, I mean, oil would have tanked uh, to seven, to eighty a barrel. Um, you know, and, and so you, so even though the oil piece of garbage companies, you know, they went 50, 60, a hundred percent on Tuesday, you won't see me swinging them. It just like, you won't see me swinging any of the crypto guys. Now I'll trade Short them. them you bitch. just won't see me crypto. What? Short them then. No, I ain't going to do that either. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, is that our war podcast? I think so. We would like to uh, show some concerns, some thoughts, our prayers to the people of Ukraine, anyone that has family there. We hope they are all doing well. And lastly, on March 3rd, uh, Thursday, Gaming Wall Street comes out, a uh, document on HBO Max featuring me and Tommy Cooperman. Uh, it shows a lot of people that lost and made and the fucked up shit that Robin Hood did. So maybe check it out. Um, and everyone have a tremendous trading week and I hope you had a great weekend to you. Any, any last words? Remember these moments. Uh, I think a lot of the times we're so pent up and we're so, you know, market, 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 market that we don't stop and smell the roses sometimes and think about like, wow, like that's a crazy move that the market just made, you know, both down and up. And, uh, and the other thing is that I'm a big data guy. I don't have a journal, but I don't think, I think it'd be useful um, if you wrote down, you know, hey, this is how it happened. This is how it went, stuff like that for, you know, inevitably, probably the next time that this does happen, because uh, unfortunately, the odds are in the favor that something like this happens again, you know, inside our lifetime. So or, or some kind of conflict, I'll say. And so I think that it's really important to to uh, to keep that in mind. And, you know, you can use this experience that you're gaining right now, even if you feel like you're getting smoked and you're running around with like your head cut off that's okay write that down and and you know you know like wow like spy you know was down two percent and then closed the day up a percent and then the next day gapped up two percent i was short bias why was i short bias you know what should i have been thinking stuff like that like that's all important stuff that one day you can come back to yeah i mean there's a lot of times in a market like this where you're thinking to yourself it's like um cutting losses quick but then it's like damn this thing just went bonkers you know, like spy. I mean, like I said, with the options that were worthless, but you live, you learn, you trade another day. Take care, fellas and, and the ladies. Penny's Going In Raw is a production of iHeartRadio. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.